Welcome to the WealthStream Podcast. The team at Hightower Great Lakes share their insights and passions for empowering their clients to live their best life. In this energetic podcast, we will take you on a journey to help you navigate your financial future, overcome life's challenges to reach your financial goals, and find the financial clarity you've been searching for. Let's explore the downstream impact of your wealth and what it means to you, your family, and your community to live greater. Hello and welcome to the Wealth Stream with Tim Scannell from Hightower Great Lakes. Good morning, Tim. How are you? I'm doing well, Eric. Um, and I understand it's very cold by you. It's sunny and warmer here, so I guess I'm fortunate and I'm happy. Yeah, it's sunny here, but cold. You're right. It is. It is kind of chilly, which is Not which good. is fine. Yes. Uh, you know, because I'm inside my house. You know, nice and warm in my office, and and that's the the beauty of of working from home, working virtually. Exactly. Right? This new world, this new virtual world. That's right, and that's what we're talking about today. You you are bringing some things up uh, to the audience about virtual world, the virtual world. Exactly. As a team, we spend a lot of time and energy on continuing education, research, uh, periodicals, conferences, but we also learn a lot from our clients. And rather than talk about planning topics today, I thought we would jump into maybe some of the things I've learned this year, uh, last year also, as a result of COVID from clients, from peers, so basically virtual experiences that I think that uh, the listeners would love to hear about and and maybe take advantage of because these, these are things that a lot of my clients have really enjoyed and learned and we've learned from them. So I'm grateful that we typically try to dive in and get engrossed in our clients' lives and as we help them plan um, and we get a lot of feedback and this is one of them. So I just thought we'd talk about something maybe a little more fun, maybe not as dry today. Huh. So virtual experiences. Now this is this is interesting. I, I remember way back in the day, you know, virtual reality glasses uh, or goggles or headsets or whatever. I think I saw my first one when I was in my early teens and it was very basic and rudimentary, but it was this huge headset that you had to put on and and you were, you know, when your head moved to the left or right, you could you'd be looking left or right on the screen and it was some sort of very block like figures running around. <laughs> it was very strange, but it intrigued me back then because, you know, I, was, I liked video games. I liked that kind of technology. Um, so I, I thought it was very interesting. Obviously, it's come leaps and bounds, you know, from where it was. Um, but is that what you're talking about? Kind of like virtual reality headsets and things? Well, um, not directly that. I will. I do have a quick uh, tidbit on that, though. A couple of years ago when, <clears throat> you know, we're, holidays were getting kind of uh, testy during with all the politics going on. So I did buy a virtual reality headset. and. Oh. If anyone brought up the topic of politics, um, they went to the corner and put it on, and they went on a roller coaster. Um, <laughs> it was actually pretty an amazing headset, uh, and it worked. You know, there were nice. no arguments, no fights that I was aware of, anyway. But no, that's not what we really want to cover. There are some things like that, but really, it's more. You know, as we all got locked down last year, and people were spending more time, whether working remotely, you know, being at home, selecting your pod, you know, with fewer people, there was just a lot more. Uh, a lot of companies kind of switched to virtual, um, mm -hmm. where instead of going to a restaurant, instead of traveling to Europe, um, things like that, there's this trend that, you know, that people were following. In fact, um, I was researching a little bit for the podcast, and one of the things I saw is that if when people Google, uh, you know, there, you can get information about what people are Googling about, and, you know, one of the trends, and they do surveys, and one of the things that I think I've, I've found is that, or that I saw 
is that really, I think virtual, a lot of these virtual things are here to stay. And that's really what a lot of people are saying. More than half the people in one of the surveys I saw, I read, um, talked about the fact that they'll continue doing some of this. And I know from an investment standpoint, we do a lot of research on uh, individual companies and, and they're spending gobs of money, uh, tons of research on virtual events, virtual travel, virtual reality, uh, augmented reality, things like that. So mm -hmm. I think it's here to stay. And I just thought I'd kind of go through a couple things, a couple real specific items that clients have really enjoyed. Yeah. All right. Where do we start? So the first one is uh, virtual travel. Um, I don't know if you ever knew anybody who used to you go on these elder hostels. Are you familiar with that, Eric? I'm not. What is an elder hostel? So an elder hostel, I you know I had some aunts and uncles who used to take um, trips where you go to Europe, and the elder hostel was you actually stay at hostels and you go on tours, and there's tour guides. And interestingly, they rebranded uh, last year, and now they're called Road Scholar, R O A D. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to appeal to the younger generation, right? I think that makes a lot more sense because <laughs> it's the first a much thing better... I think of is a bunch of hostile elders. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, Get off my bus. Somebody got, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody got to them about branding, and that was smart. Um, yeah, but absolutely. I did notice that last year I started getting emails from Road Scholar, and you know where you couldn't take these trips around the country, uh, around the world, and do these events, they started creating virtual ones. I had a client also hmm. tell me, about a the Paris catacombs, you know, like instead of going to Paris and checking out these subterranean tunnels that literally house apparently about six million people, they've gone virtual. So you could actually go online and Google and you could take these virtual travel tours. And I've had a number of clients say that it's not the same, right? But, but it is uh, next best thing. And there's some really great ones out there uh, so, that are almost like virtual reality. Yeah, it, very, very interesting. You, you, said the Paris catacombs and that it houses 6 million people. I'm assuming they're dead people, right? <laughs> In the catacombs? I that too. Yeah, that's, okay. that's, that's my guess because I've never been there. I've ever, actually never been to Paris. That, that would be, um, a, that'd be a very beneficial virtual tour. I, I don't know yes. if I necessarily would want to be in the catacombs, um, you know, down there hanging out. With well, them. you can also instead go to the Palace of, I'm going to mispronounce it, Versailles, Versailles. Versailles, I think is how Versailles. you All pronounce right. it. As an as an alternative, if you don't want to see the catacombs in Paris, cool. Um, yeah, that, that that's very very interesting. And so they they do these things virtually, and people are able to attend. Do they are they organized? Do they do you know if they have them with like other people? So in other words, like, hey, the tour is going to start at seven o'clock p.m. You know, Central Time or Eastern Time or whatever, and, and there's multiple people taking the tour at the same time, so you can interact. Do you know? Yep, that's correct. Uh, you wow. can. So really? in some instances, you're. You're on your own. Um, you're doing these three, three, 360 degree walks, you know, through them. Uh, but in other instances, you can sign up and you actually get, you know, live guides and you can ask questions and things like that. So they've really gone digital um, and responded very quickly to COVID. It's it's great. I've had a lot of clients say they really enjoyed it. Yeah, and and I'll be honest, Tim, that this this whole virtual thing it really could. It's something that I would look forward to. Um, and, and being able to get more exercise doing, because I don't know if you've seen it, but they actually have those virtual headsets where you can do the walking around a location like the palace or the, you know, the catacombs, catacombs. Um, but you actually, they, they've created treadmills where you actually, when you walk, that's when you move instead of, instead of having a joystick move you like you do on game controllers, you actually have to walk or you, you can run someplace. Like if you want to run a, a trail in, in, in the, in the Ozarks or wherever, um, 
you can do that on these on these machines. Now, obviously, they're probably pretty expensive, but that might be something to get me out of the house while I'm still in my house. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we mentioned the virtual reality headsets. Um, I, I read today that next week, I think, a company called Oculus, and they're coming out with brand new sets that are in the two $300 range that you don't have to connect to your laptop. Um, and, hmm. and supposedly, we'll find out next week, but you could do virtual travel or... Um, I know I, I when I had the heads when I did the headset before the virtual reality, you could go to do a virtual art. So, for example, like the Metropolitan Museum of Art or the Uffizi Gallery in France, you can now on your laptop or with these headsets. Uh, but most people do it on their laptop. You know, go through and see hundreds of thousands of exhibits, um, hmm. pieces of art that you'd normally have to go to New York to see. So, um, it, even the art, the museums themselves you know, have really gone digital and responded quickly and opened up their galleries to the world, which, you know, I've had a number of clients who are just big art lovers and they've really enjoyed it. Wow. That, that to me, that's very, very interesting. That would be fun. Yeah. Now I'll be frank. Uh, I'm not that into the art or even into the virtual travel, but what I really have enjoyed myself and I've had more clients tell me about is the virtual eating and drinking. Um, so like I've had clients, you know, some of the wineries in Napa Valley, what they'll do is they'll have these virtual events uh, where they actually ship the wine and you can do hmm. it as a group and you all get on either Zoom or some variation of that and they pair it with food and sometimes they'll send you the recipes um, or just cooking classes. You know, there's um, somebody had told me about one where there's a Boston restaurant that apparently claims to have the best dumplings in the world. So you can go to its MEI, MEI, or MEI, MEI, I think is how they say it. Uh, but just things like that, these companies that maybe couldn't get the people in the door have really uh, made the effort to try and, you know, do business virtually. Um, and some of it's really worked out well, some of it not so good, but uh, clients really seem to enjoy it. Yeah, that's uh, that would be interesting. It'd be nice to be able to do that, uh, you know, with a small group of your friends, even though if you're still not wanting to get together socially, um, all of you plan this event and, you know, do something either over Zoom or do something, you know, if they host it online and they walk people through it all at the same time, that would be kind of fun to to be in a separate Zoom meeting with your friends to talk about, you know, what, what you're thinking of it or, you know, which wine you like or which food you like or if these really are the best dumplings. That, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. And I've learned a lot from parents um, I work with and grandparents. There's a lot of virtual kid-friendly um, things to do too. A lot of the zoos. I remember, I think it was sometime last year, you might have seen it in the news, but there was a giraffe at one of the zoos having a baby. Oh, yeah. And they said that the number of views for that was just through the roof. Yeah. You know, people just had it on their computer screen throughout the day. Um, but again, the zoos, a lot, there's a beluga whale apparently at a Georgia aquarium that someone told me about. I'm a big fan of the Shedd Aquarium in Chicago because I, I probably go there once a year, once every other year. And they've gone online. And then the one I really noticed, uh, we had a, uh, our grandchildren over last year, and they were watching the SpaceX, NASA SpaceX landing. Oh, yeah. And it really, I have a granddaughter, Eileen, who's in kindergarten, and she was just glued to the TV. And so I think this there's these virtual kid-friendly events and, and things to do that I think have, are really expanding uh, kids' exp experiences and knowledge. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, that, that, that's that's great. I remember the the giraffe specifically because it was it was really neat to see 
um, how many people were kind of investing online their time, uh, you would see offices doing like they would put together pools, right? Mm-hmm. Of, you know, when the baby was going to drop, literally. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Kind of how the drafts have babies, they just kind of drop them out there. Uh, and and uh, then you, you could see also the active chats in different in different groups. You would see these chat channels that were just flying people. I, I don't know how people keep up with it, but they're, you know, typing messages to each other and all sorts of discussion happening. And it kind of brought people together. That's kind of interesting. Oh, for sure. And the other category that I've found that uh, people have told me a lot about is this uh, virtual nature. You know, I'm sure you're just super happy in Nebraska and don't care to leave it. But if you ever did want to leave Nebraska virtually, <laughs> you could go to explore.org. Um, this is a site that I've I've seen where they they take you to Montana and see the Osprey, or they take you to mm. Brooks Falls and you know National Park in Alaska and. I've been fortunate um, fishing in Canada where I have seen the Northern Lights, but you could also go to explorefairbanks.com, which is, you know, Alaska, mm-hmm. and, and they have a 360-degree video of all kinds of different activities, including the Northern Lights and sled wow. dogs races and things like that. Um, so there's, there's some pretty cool ways to explore nature um, in your free time, you know, while you're COVID locked up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that, that would be, that'd be nice. Yeah. And the one that I've really uh, taken advantage of, I know uh, the listeners or got to meet my wife, Nancy, she's definitely taken advantage of this is virtual learning. Mm. You know, in my industry, we're required to get continuing ed as a CFP, as a CPA, um, as a securities professional. So there's, you know, 50, 60 hours a year that we used to go to conferences, um, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to get those credits. And We've ended up getting a lot of those, you know, virtually. But beyond that, even like I signed up for. Are you familiar, Eric, with MasterClass? Have you seen that? I have. Yeah, so I signed up for MasterClass, and I took uh, a negotiating class there. My wife Nancy's taken a couple of creative writing classes, and you know, she's in one class that there's hundreds of people, actually several hundred people around the world. Uh, they have breakout sessions, and she's really she loves it. And I and the clients that I have who have done some of these classes, you know, virtual learning have really enjoyed it too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I saw a lot on that masterclass series uh, before and I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. And one of the things that we study from an investment standpoint is uh, we call it disintermediation or, you know, what, what industries is are ripe for uh, technology to step in and really dramatically change. And, you know, one of the in- industries is, uh, education, and in particular, university education. And there's a number of companies out there that are uh, disrupting it. You know, like just in our, our example of Indiana a couple of years ago, Purdue University acquired Kaplan, you know, so that they could start offering online education. There's a uh, company that I found it's called Section 4. And I'm, in May, I'm going to be taking a business strategy in the digital age by a NYU professor who's renowned the Stern Business School. Hmm. And this is something that I couldn't access even a year ago. But this move towards, you know, taking some of these, like the Harvard, the, the Stanford, some of the bigger universities are taking some of their best professors, their most popular courses, and they're put, putting them online. And in many instances, there's, they're free. And this one in particular you would normally pay about $7,500 for this class, and they're all, and I'm going to take it for, I think, $700. Mm. Um, and I'm really excited about it because, it's again, it's something that I couldn't possibly do even a year ago. 
But as a result of technology changes and industry changes and COVID, these are some of the things that are available that I'm really excited about. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is, is I, I it's, I find it so interesting. This is like almost the rebirth of the internet because mm-hmm. exactly what you just said is something somebody said 15 to 20 years ago about the internet. Things I couldn't access before, now I can access. And this is like one step beyond, right? Now now it's not just accessing Google to ask a question and get an answer instantly. You have access to true professors that you know you normally would have to be sitting in their classroom to take advantage of, uh, you know, learning from them. It, it just, it's, it's crazy. So I love the fact that we're taking the internet one step further um, and almost kind of, it's almost kind of like a, a shakeup of the internet in a way because it, it, it was all about learning to begin with and then all of a sudden it was just nothing but cat memes and now it's back to really, <laughs> you know, some good exactly. quality content. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked up this, there's a place called Class Central and you and what ha- what has happened is the Ivy League has put some of their most popular classes online for free, so you can go to Brown or Columbia, Harvard, Penn, Princeton, Yale. Uh, for example, like Yale, there's Introduction to Psychology by one of their most popular professors in in that um, that part that part of the university, or mm-hmm. you know machine learning uh, out at Stanford University, or you know the science of well being at Yale. So there's all these classes that we couldn't possibly have taken. Unless you're one of the, you know, the, the, the acceptance rate at these universities is like yeah. 2%. But even if you don't want to take some of the those classes, I mean, I, I had a client who learned to dance the flamingo, you know? So oh. you can do that too, right? Nice. Yeah. Everyone is getting into it. Every uh, All these companies are getting into it. And that's one of the reasons why I think it's here to stay. I, I just don't think it's going to change. Now, I, hopefully, we're all going to be outside, you know, soon and we're back with groups at some point. Um, I just, so Eric, I don't know about you, but have you gotten your vaccine yet? Your shot? I have not. My wife has. Uh, she She's a little higher on the list than I am because she works with kids and families. Um, and since I don't go anywhere, <laughs> I'm a little lower <laughs> on the list and I'm okay to wait. I want to make sure the people that are that are actually interacting with other people in real life uh, get it first and then I'll, I'll be getting mine. I think I'm actually scheduled in the next couple of weeks. Oh, excellent. Yeah, my wife, Nancy, and I, we got our second shot last Friday. Nice. And um, so apparently in a couple of weeks, we'll be able to maybe go see our kids, our grandkids more, um, hopefully go see her mom, you know, who's um, oh, yeah. who's, who's in a uh, retirement home. So hopefully we'll all be out and we'll all be doing things this summer, this fall. But I still think that we're all going to be taking advantage of this trend uh, to go, go virtual and you know, whether it's eating, drinking, uh, nature, or learning, I think we're all going to be doing it. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, is that this is this has been a good introduction to that because of the fact that even if we can go outside, I can't get to Yale, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to get to, you know, some of these other things. I'm not going to go to the, um, you know, the, the vineyards. Uh, I don't know if there are any. Vi- actually, I do know there are vineyards here in Nebraska. Just, you know, we've actually been to a couple, but um, I'm definitely not going to be able to go to the ones in California anytime soon. Uh, and again, financially, it would be great to be able to experience these things on a smaller scale, of course, but to still be able to experience them um, with friends, uh, just, but just do it virtually so we could actually take advantage of things outside of Nebraska. Exactly. And what I find, and I always talk to clients about as they're planning for retirement, as they're in retirement, is it's not always about the money. You know, we, we make these 
calculations, forecasts, we manage their plan, we help make sure that they don't run out of money, that they're not going to outlive their resources. But another key part of it is challenging your brain and talking to people. And there's a there's a, for a number of reasons, some people aren't getting out, can't get out. I just think this is one way to challenge your brain. You're in, and even on these virtual tours where you are able to talk to people, it's not the same as being in the same room, same place, but you are able to challenge your brain and talk to people with these things. So I highly recommend everyone consider and research you know, the virtual places that can really, um, whatever they're interested in, because there's plenty of options. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you, Tim, uh, you, you meet with people virtually if they want to as well. So if they want to have that virtual, the Tim virtual experience, <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. how do they do that? So they can send me an email at tscannell at hightoweradvisors.com or they can always call at 219-246-5370 and we're always interested in talking. Absolutely. Tim, thank you so much. I I love this stuff. This is a little bit different than a lot of the podcasts that we've done lately, uh, but still incredibly important and uh, eye-opening because some of these things I just never heard of before. And I'm not sure I'll be taking advantage of the flamenco dancing classes, but uh, (laughs) some of the other ones sounded pretty good. So thank you you so much for for talking about that today. And you should get out of Nebraska periodically. I'm just saying. I would love to. I would absolutely (laughs) love to. (laughs) All right, Tim, thank you so much. And I look forward to our next conversation. Thank you. I appreciate it, Eric. You bet. And of course, our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the WellStream Podcast with Tim Scannell. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Tim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Hightower Great Lakes, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the WealthStream Podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available. And don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. 